From 2 Corinthians 13, 13, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We are so glad that you are seeking God with us, and we pray that the message you are about to hear is a blessing to you. I am Brian Niebank, pastor of Zion United Church of Christ Fireside in Bellevue, Ohio. I thank you for joining us today as we seek to walk together with God, expressing our love in Bible study and prayer, living the life of the church and serving others and worshiping God. May God bless you today. Will you pray with me? Oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Oh God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. There is a story about a very poor woman who called a radio station asking for help from God. A non-believer who was also listening to this radio program decided to make fun of this woman. He got the woman's address from the radio station and told his secretary to carry a large amount of food to that woman. However, he gave the following instruction. When the woman asks who sent the food, tell her that it's from the devil. When the secretary arrived at the woman's house, the woman was happy and grateful for the help received. She started putting the food packets inside her small house. The secretary then asked her, Don't you want to know who sent the food? The woman replied, No, I don't care, because when God orders, even the devil obeys. We are moving right through the church year, and now we are moving into the second half of Pentecost. We waited for God. We celebrated God among us. We studied how to draw closer to God, and then how to respond to the resurrection as an Easter people. Then we celebrated the coming of the Spirit among us and tried to understand what it means to work through the Spirit. More recently, we moved to understand how, guided by the Spirit, we come together as the church to build one another up in Christ. We are moving through a process of growing together. First, we have to walk through our own longings of our faith and work on drawing closer to God in our own ways. Only then are we prepared to use what the Holy Spirit has offered us to gain confidence for being leaders in God's church. 
then with that confidence, we are ready to build one another up as we learn together, so that we may now turn outwardly to the world. The last few weeks, we have been emphasizing the importance of coming together as the church. Now, with the Spirit and the confidence that we have in our faith and the built-up body that we have been working on, we extend God's glory into the world. We could ask ourselves this question, what comes out? When we live our lives going about our day-to-day, what do people see when they see us? And are we helping to further the advances of the kingdom so that when Christ the King Sunday comes to finish our church year, are we helping to glorify Christ as King in this world, as victor in this world? Are our lives speaking as a testament to Christ's lordship over the world. The poor woman who, was, who called into the radio station saw her prayer to God being answered through the person who came to her door. She did not care what the intent was of the person who brought it. In her eyes, God had brought it. There was a story of another man who was sitting in a public place, waiting for someone as he watched the people go by. Before long, he noticed that he was making a lot of negative judgments by looking at the way they dressed or acted or what they said. He caught himself, though, and whispered to himself. He resolved to change his attitude and start thinking something positive about each person that he saw. The man is Gregory Boyd, and he wrote about this experience in his book, Repenting of Religion, Turning from Judgment to the Love of God. When he noticed how his thoughts about others were not flattering, he remembered Jesus' pronouncement in Luke 10, 5, to first bless people. As he did so, he felt more loving. He felt like he was loving Christ more. He felt like he was loving for God more deeply and experiencing what it meant to feel the heart of God. The first chapter of James exhorts us to be a kind of first fruits for God. The letter of James, which claims to be written by James, a servant of God and Lord and of the Lord Jesus Christ, begins by encouraging the twelve tribes in the dispersion or the region surrounding Jerusalem and the greater community uh, around uh, what was once known as the Fertile Crescent, where the rivers are and where people can sustain life. Uh, he began by encouraging the 12 tribes to ask God for wisdom if anyone 
feels as though they were lacking it. He also tells them to know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. The testing of your faith produces endurance. Knowing that we will be tested and that we lean on God's help for more wisdom to build this endurance, we can be these fruits that God is looking for in this world. We are at the point of the Christian year where we have matured as a church, even as we continue to learn how to be a better church. God does not look for perfection. God looks for those who can pull through the trials, who are wise enough to ask for God's help, and are willing to try to reach out to the world and make a difference. A tree does not bear fruit if it does not branch out. No one can enjoy God's fruit if God's people do not make an effort to keep growing. What does it look like to grow? It means that we feel at peace with God no matter what is happening around us. It also means that we notice more of an effort on our own part to change our attitude about the world. It does no one any good to judge another person. Yet it is most harmful to your own relationship with God. James knows that there is a group of people who hear the word but do not do anything about it. They hear the word read and preached on Sunday, but they do whatever they want Monday through Friday, almost forgetting that they are Christian. Perhaps God only watches us on Sundays. I hope that it comes as no surprise that God looks on at us and loves us every day of the week. God knows our thoughts and our actions behind closed doors or closed minds. When we turn to doers of God's words, we actually want to do something about it. This is exactly what Gregory Boyd chose to do. Now, it's not for all of us go across the country and do something that we would not dream of doing. It could be small things in our very own backyard right here to make a difference for God's kingdom and be doers of the word either right here or wherever we might be called to go and be. Gregory Boyd was the only one who would ever know that he was privately judging people. But it made such a great difference in his attitude and in his life and that is the fruit that people would see. You cannot bear fruits with a cold heart. James warns us, if any think they are religious, but do not bridle their tongues, but deceive their hearts, their religion is worthless. That is, if we call ourselves Christian, but do not watch what we say to others, privately, behind their back, or otherwise, and say that we are trying to hear God when we are really not. 
God considers our identification as a Christian worthless. So if you are deceiving yourself, now is the time to make an effort in your prayer life, in your faith journey, and in the effort to be the Christian that Christ needs. Perhaps there is just one area of your faith journey that has not been attended to in some time. Perhaps you have done so well in serving others, but you have not talked to God in some time. Perhaps you read your Bible every day, but you do not like to try to talk to God or even ask what God would have you do. If you notice any weakness in your relationship with God, ask God what you can do about it. Or ask a friend first if that makes you more comfortable. But make sure that you are a doer of something today. The Pharisees thought that they were the best doers alive. Imagine their shock when Jesus tells them, Isaiah prophesies rightly about you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching human precepts as doctrines. You abandon the commandment of God and hold to human tradition. If we just honor God with our lips, sing praises to God and pray to God every now and then, but do not mean what we say, our worship is in vain. If you sang this morning about being gracious for the beauty of the earth, for the wonder of each hour, for the joy of human love, and for the church, but did not mean those words, what do they mean? Jesus gives us a grocery list of vices which dis- which distract dis- Uh, which described the Pharisees and can distract any budding or seasoned Christian from the right path, which comes from the human heart. Fornication, theft, murder, adultery, avarice, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, and folly. Sure, you don't know what at least one of those words mean. But if these defile a person, the first step that we must take is to remove these from our lives. And yes, it is harder to do this than it is to say it. But we start with our church. We start with our Christian neighbors. We can start with God. If we do not start somewhere, these vices will keep on making our worship empty. If we do not start now, we will just have another week without a tree being bearing fruit, or being a tree without fruit. James provides us with one 
definition of a pure and undefiled religion before God, to care for orphans and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself unstained by the world. If you think about it, each one of us who does not belong to the family of God is an orphan. Everyone who needs to hear about the love of God, or who once heard it and no longer believes it, is an orphan and a widow. We are all among us. If we do not have the desire to find and care for others who are hurting, who need to know that God loves them, then what business do we have calling ourselves a Christian? I do hope and believe that all of us here do have this desire. Yet this desire can be stained by the world. They can be stained by the vices that Jesus warns us about. When we let the world control us and scare us into doing nothing, we are just the same as if we did not have this desire. Call on your friends, therefore, and call on God to ask them to help you remove your stains or to remain unstained so that Jesus will truly recognize you as a Christian when you reach the pearly gates and so that others know that you are Christian by the love that you show the world despite the hate that it shows you back. The non-believer who sent the Christian food, did so with hate. Yet the woman who believed in the glory of God, believed in the glory, believed that God's will is carried out even by the devil himself, because he cannot help to obey. The woman exclaimed, When God orders, even the devil obeys. This is amazing confidence in God's authority over this world. If and when we allow God to be on our side and come to God as we would our very best friend, keeping unstained will not be hard at all. Yes, the world will still batter us, and we still will become discouraged. But we will not bow to the vices that keep our worship feeling empty without joy and just going through the motions. Do you want to worship God feeling full joy in your heart again or perhaps for the very first time? Think then about the image of yourself that other people see. Think about the image of yourself that you see. Think about the image of yourself that God sees. It is what comes out that will be your judgment from God. Let them be words of love, words of joy, and words of worship for all the world to see that you are unstained by the devil, even if the devil himself was the mailman who brought God's flowers to you. Archie Smith, Jr., professor of pastoral psychology at the Pacific School of Religion, said that James calls us 
to be responsible, taking seriously our emotional lives, our religious faith, and our behavior. We can envision ourselves as early signs of God's new creation. We can begin by embracing the whole of ourselves and taking responsibility for our constructive and destructive potentials. This week, start small. First, bless the people whom you see. It is not hard to be a faithful servant of God and feel God's peace along the way. You only have to start the journey. Pray to God right now. Give God your heart right now so that from this day forward you may not be an empty Christian for your anger does not produce God's righteousness but a vibrant Christian bursting with God's love sharing it with the world. For God is more powerful than anything that you will ever face. God invites you to experience God's heart. God invites you to give more love to Christ. May all power, glory, and honor be to God as we bless one another. Thanks be to God and amen. as we seek to give more love to Christ, both through our devotion and worship and through being doers of God's word, let us sing together, More Love to Thee, number 471. Thank you for joining us here at Zion United Church of Christ Fireside in Bellevue, Ohio. If you would like to reach out to us, we would be thrilled to journey with you on your walk with God. Call us at 419-483-6658 in the United States. Reach out to us on our Facebook page or send us an email at zionunited at gmail.com with any prayer requests or questions you may have. Remember to make time for God and confess Jesus as your way to God to give you hope in this life. May you be blessed by God and be a blessing for another. We hope to see you again.